Section 11 of The Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 4, Lectures, Dresden Edition, published 1900. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 4, Superstition, Part 2 what harm does superstition do what harm in believing in fables in legends to believe in signs and wonders in amulets charms and miracles in gods and devils in heavens and hells makes the brain an insane ward the world a madhouse takes all certainty from the mind makes experience a snare destroys the kinship of effect and cause the unity of nature and makes man a trembling serf and slave with this belief a knowledge of nature sheds no light upon the path to be pursued nature becomes a puppet of the unseen powers the fairy called the supernatural touches with her wand a fact it disappears causes are barren of effects and effects are independent of all natural causes caprice is king the foundation is gone the great dome rests on air there is no constancy in qualities relations or results reason abdicates and superstition wears her crown the heart hardens and the brain softens the energies of man are wasted in a vain effort to secure the protection of the supernatural credulity ceremony worship sacrifice and prayer take the place of honest work of investigation of intellectual effort of observation of experience progress becomes impossible superstition is always has been and forever will be the enemy of liberty superstition created all the gods and angels all the devils and ghosts all the witches and demons and goblins gave us all the augurs soothsayers and prophets filled the heavens with signs and wonders broke the chain of cause and effect and wrote the history of man in miracles and lies superstition made all the popes cardinals bishops and priests all the monks and nuns the begging friars and the filthy saints all the preachers and exhorters all the called and set apart superstition made men fall upon their knees before beasts and stones caused them to worship snakes and trees and insane phantoms of the air beguiled them of their gold and toil and made them shed their children's blood and give their babes to flames superstition built the cathedrals and temples all the altars mosques and churches filled the world with amulets and charms with images and idols 
with sacred bones and holy hairs with martyrs blood and rags with bits of wood that frighten devils from the breasts of men superstition invented and used the instruments of torture flayed men and women alive loaded millions with chains and destroyed hundreds of thousands with fire superstition mistook insanity for inspiration and the ravings of maniacs for prophecy for the wisdom of god superstition imprisoned the virtuous tortured the thoughtful killed the heroic put chains on the body manacles on the brain and utterly destroyed the liberty of speech superstition gave us all the prayers and ceremonies taught all the kneelings genuflections and prostrations taught men to hate themselves to despise pleasure to scar their flesh to grovel in the dust to desert their wives and children to shun their fellow-men and to spend their lives in useless pain and prayer superstition taught that human love is degrading low and vile taught that monks are purer than fathers that nuns are holier than mothers that faith is superior to fact that credulity leads to heaven that doubt is the road to hell that belief is better than knowledge and that to ask for evidence is to insult god superstition is always has been and forever will be the foe of progress the enemy of education and the assassin of freedom it sacrifices the known to the unknown the present to the future this actual world to the shadowy next it has given us a selfish heaven and a hell of infinite revenge it has filled the world with hatred war and crime with the malice of meekness and the arrogance of humility superstition is the only enemy of science in all the world nations races have been destroyed by this monster for nearly two thousand years the infallible agent of god has lived in italy that country has been covered with nunneries monasteries cathedrals and temples filled with all varieties of priests and holy men for centuries italy was enriched with the gold of the faithful all roads led to rome and these roads were filled with pilgrims bearing gifts and yet italy in spite of all the prayers steadily pursued the downward path died and was buried and would at this moment be in her grave had it not been for cavour mazzini and garibaldi for her poverty her misery she is indebted to the holy catholic church to the infallible agents of god for the life she has she is indebted to the enemies of superstition a few years ago italy was great enough to build a monument to giordano bruno bruno 
the victim of the triumphant beast, Bruno, the sublimest of her sons. Spain was at one time owner of half the earth, and held within her greedy hands the gold and silver of the world. At that time all nations were in the darkness of superstition. At that time the world was governed by priests. Spain clung to her creed. Some nations began to think, but Spain continued to believe. In some countries priests lost power, but not in Spain. The power behind her throne was the cowled monk. In some countries men began to interest themselves in science, but not in Spain. Spain told her beads, and continued to pray to the Virgin. Spain was busy saving her soul. In her zeal she destroyed herself. She relied on the supernatural, not on knowledge, but superstition. Her prayers were never answered. The saints were dead. They could not help, and the Blessed Virgin did not hear. Some countries were in the dawn of a new day, but Spain gladly remained in the night. With fire and sword she exterminated the men who thought. Her greatest festival was the Alto de Fe. Other nations grew great while Spain grew small. Day by day her power waned, but her faith increased. One by one her colonies were lost but she kept her creed she gave her gold to superstition her brain to priests but she faithfully counted her beads only a few days ago relying on her god and his priests on charms and amulets on holy water and pieces of the true cross she waged war against the great republic Bishops blessed her armies, and sprinkled holy water on her ships. And yet her armies were defeated and captured, her ships battered, beached, and burned, and in her helplessness she sued for peace. But she has her creed, her superstition is not lost. Poor Spain, wrecked by faith, the victim of religion portugal slowly dying growing poorer every day still clings to the faith her prayers are never answered but she still makes them austria is nearly gone a victim of superstition germany is traveling toward the night god placed her kaiser on the throne the people must obey. Philosophers and scientists fall upon their knees and become the puppets of the divinely crowned. The believers in the supernatural, in a power superior to nature, in God, have what they call inspired books. These books contain the absolute truth. They must be believed. He who denies them will be punished with eternal pain. These books are not addressed to human reason. 
they are above reason they care for nothing of what a man calls facts facts that do not agree with these books are mistakes these books are independent of human experience of human reason our inspired books constitute what we call the bible the man who reads this inspired book looking for contradictions mistakes and interpolations imperils the salvation of his soul while he reads he has no right to think no right to reason to believe is his only duty millions of men have wasted their lives in the study of this book in trying to harmonize contradictions and to explain the obscure and seemingly absurd in doing this they have justified nearly every crime and every cruelty in its follies they have found the profoundest wisdom hundreds of creeds have been constructed from its inspired passages probably no two of its readers have agreed as to its meaning thousands have studied hebrew and greek that they might read the old and new testament in the languages in which they were written the more they studied the more they differed by the same book they proved that nearly everybody is to be lost and that all are to be saved that slavery is a divine institution and that all men should be free that polygamy is right and that no man should have more than one wife that the powers that be are ordained of god and that the people have a right to overturn and destroy the powers that be that all the actions of men were predestined preordained from eternity and yet that man is free that all the heathen will be lost that all the heathen will be saved that all men who live according to the light of nature will be damned for their pains that you must be baptized by sprinkling that you must be baptized by immersion that there is no salvation without baptism that baptism is useless that you must believe in the trinity that it is sufficient to believe in god that you must believe that a hebrew peasant was god that at the same time he was half man that he was of the blood of david through his supposed father joseph who was not his father and that it is not necessary to believe that christ was god that you must believe that the holy ghost proceeded that it makes no difference whether you do or not that you must keep the sabbath holy that christ taught nothing of the kind that christ established a church that he established no church that the dead are to be raised that there is to be no resurrection that christ is coming again that he has made his last visit that christ went to hell and preached to the spirits in prison 
that he did nothing of the kind that all the jews are going to perdition that they are all going to heaven that all the miracles described in the bible were performed that some of them were not because they are foolish childish and idiotic that all the bible is inspired that some of the books are not inspired that there is to be a general judgment when the sheep and goats are to be divided that there will never be any general judgment that the sacramental bread and wine are changed into the flesh and blood of god and the trinity that they are not changed that god has no flesh or blood that there is a place called purgatory that there is no such place that unbaptized infants will be lost that they will be saved that we must believe the apostles creed that the apostles made no creed that the holy ghost was the father of christ that joseph was his father that the holy ghost had the form of a dove that there is no holy ghost that heretics should be killed that you must not resist evil that you should murder unbelievers that you must love your enemies that you should take no thought for the morrow but should be diligent in business that you should lend to all who ask and that one who does not provide for his own household is worse than an infidel in defense of all these creeds all these contradictions thousands of volumes have been written millions of sermons have been preached countless swords reddened with blood and thousands and thousands of knights made lurid with the faggots flames hundreds and hundreds of commentators have obscured and darkened the meaning of the plainest texts spiritualized dates names numbers and even genealogies they have degraded the poetic changed parables to history and imagery to stupid and impossible facts they have wrestled with rhapsody and prophecy with visions and dreams with illusions and delusions with myths and miracles with the blunders of ignorance the ravings of insanity and the ecstasy of hysterics millions of priests and preachers have added to the mysteries of the inspired book by explanation by showing the wisdom of foolishness the foolishness of wisdom the mercy of cruelty and the probability of the impossible the theologians made the bible a master and the people its slaves with this book they destroyed intellectual veracity the natural manliness of man with this book they banished pity from the heart subverted all ideas of justice and fairness imprisoned the soul in the dungeon of fear and made honest doubt a crime think of what the world has suffered from fear think of the millions who were driven to insanity 
think of the fearful nights nights filled with phantoms with flying crawling monsters with hissing serpents that slowly uncoiled with vague and formless horrors with burning and malicious eyes think of the fear of death of infinite wrath of everlasting revenge in the prisons of fire of an eternity of thirst of endless regret of the sobs and sighs the shrieks and groans of eternal pain think of the hearts hardened of the hearts broken of the cruelties inflicted of the agonies endured of the lives darkened the inspired bible has been and is the greatest curse of christendom and will so remain as long as it is held to be inspired our god was made by men sculptured by savages who did the best they could they made our god somewhat like themselves and gave to him their passions their ideas of right and wrong as man advanced he slowly changed his god took a little ferocity from his heart and put the light of kindness in his eyes as man progressed he obtained a wider view extended the intellectual horizon and again he changed his god making him as nearly perfect as he could and yet this god was patterned after those who made him as man became civilized as he became merciful he began to love justice and as his mind expanded his ideal became purer nobler and so his god became more merciful more loving in our day jehovah has been outgrown he is no longer the perfect now theologians talk not of jehovah but about a god of love call him the eternal father and the perpetual friend and providence of man but while they talk about this god of love cyclones wreck and rend the earthquake devours the flood destroys the red bolt leaping from the cloud still crashes the life out of men and plague and fever still are tireless reapers in the harvest fields of death they tell us now that all is good that evil is but blessing in disguise that pain makes strong and virtuous men makes character while pleasure enfeebles and degrades if this be so the souls in hell should grow to greatness while those in heaven should shrink and shrivel but we know that good is good we know that good is not evil and that evil is not good we know that light is not darkness and that darkness is not light but we do not feel that good and evil were planned and caused by a supernatural god we regard them both as necessities we neither thank nor curse 
we know that some evil can be avoided and that the good can be increased we know that this can be done by increasing knowledge by developing the brain as christians have changed their god so they have accordingly changed their bible the impossible and absurd the cruel and the infamous have been mostly thrown aside and thousands are now engaged in trying to save the inspired word of course the orthodox still cling to every word and still insist that every line is true they are literalists to them the bible means exactly what it says they want no explanation they care nothing for commentators contradictions cannot disturb their faith they deny that any contradictions exist they loyally stand by the sacred text and they give it the narrowest possible interpretation they are like the janitor of an apartment house who refused to rent a flat to a gentleman because he said he had children but said the gentleman my children are both married and live in iowa that makes no difference said the janitor i am not allowed to rent a flat to any man who has children all the orthodox churches are obstructions on the highway of progress every orthodox creed is a chain a dungeon every believer in the inspired book is a slave who drives reason from her throne and in her stead crowns fear reason is the light the sun of the brain it is the compass of the mind the ever-constant northern star the mountain peak that lifts itself above all clouds there were centuries of darkness when religion had control of christendom superstition was almost universal not one in twenty thousand could read or write during these centuries the people lived with their back to the sunrise and pursued their way toward the dens of ignorance and faith there was no progress no invention no discovery on every hand cruelty and worship persecution and prayer the priests were the enemies of thought of investigation they were the shepherds and the people were their sheep and it was their business to guard the flock from the wolves of thought and doubt this world was of no importance compared with the next this life was to be spent in preparing for the life to come the gold and labor of men were wasted in building cathedrals and in supporting the pious and the useless during these dark ages of christianity as i said before nothing was invented nothing was discovered calculated to increase the well-being of men the energies of christendom were wasted in the vain effort to obtain assistance from the supernatural for centuries the business of christians was to wrest from the followers of mohammed 
the empty sepulchre of christ upon the altar of this folly millions of lives were sacrificed and yet the soldiers of the impostor were victorious and the wretches who carried the banner of christ were scattered like leaves before the storm there was i believe one invention during these ages it is said that in the thirteenth century roger bacon a franciscan monk invented gunpowder but this invention was without a fellow yet we cannot give christianity the credit because bacon was an infidel and was great enough to say that in all things reason must be the standard he was persecuted and imprisoned as most sensible men were in those blessed days the church was triumphant the sceptre and mitre were in her hands and yet her success was the result of force and fraud and it carried within itself the seeds of its defeat the church attempted the impossible it endeavored to make the world of one belief to force all minds to a common form and utterly destroy the individuality of man to accomplish this it employed every art and artifice that cunning could suggest it inflicted every cruelty by every means that malice could invent but in spite of all a few men began to think they became interested in the affairs of this world in the great panorama of nature they began to seek for causes for the explanations of phenomena they were not satisfied with the assertions of the church these thinkers withdrew their gaze from the skies and looked at their own surroundings they were unspiritual enough to desire comfort here they became sensible and secular worldly and wise what was the result they began to invent to discover to find the relation between facts the conditions of happiness and the means that would increase the well-being of their fellow-men movable types were invented paper was borrowed from the moors books appeared and it became possible to save the intellectual wealth so that each generation could hand it to the next history began to take the place of legend and rumor the telescope was invented the orbits of the stars were traced and men became citizens of the universe the steam engine was constructed and now steam the great slave does the work of hundreds of millions of men the black art the impossible was abandoned and chemistry the useful took its place astrology became astronomy kepler discovered the three great laws one of the greatest triumphs of human genius and our constellation became a poem a symphony newton gave us the mathematical expression of the attraction of gravitation harvey discovered the circulation of the blood he gave us the fact and draper gave us the reason steamships conquered the seas and railways covered the land 
houses and streets were lighted with gas through the invention of matches fire became the companion of man the art of photography became known the sun became an artist telegraphs and cables were invented the lightning became a carrier of thought and the nations became neighbors anesthetics were discovered and pain was lost in sleep surgery became a science the telephone was invented the telephone that carries and deposits in listening ears the waves of words the phonograph that catches and retains in marks and dots and gives again the echoes of our speech then came electric light that fills the night with day and all the wonderful machines that use the subtle force the same force that leaps from the summer cloud to ravage and destroy the spectrum analysis that tells us of the substance of the sun the rontgen rays that change the opaque to the transparent the great thinkers demonstrated the indestructibility of force and matter demonstrated that the indestructible could not have been created the geologist in rocks and deposits and mountains and continents read a little of the story of the world of its changes of the glacial epoch the story of vegetable and animal life the biologists through the fossil forms of life established the antiquity of man and demonstrated the worthlessness of holy writ then came evolution the survival of the fittest and natural selection thousands of mysteries were explained and science wrested the sceptre from superstition the cell theory was advanced and embryology was studied the microscope discovered germs of disease and taught us how to stay the plague these great theories and discoveries together with countless inventions are the children of intellectual liberty after all we know but a little in the darkness of life there are a few gleams of light possibly the dropping of a dishcloth prophesies the coming of company but we have no evidence possibly it is dangerous for thirteen to dine together but we have no evidence possibly a maiden's matrimonial chances are determined by the number of seeds in an apple or the number of leaves on a flower but we have no evidence possibly certain stones give good luck to the wearer while the wearing of others brings loss and death possibly a glimpse of the new moon over the left shoulder brings misfortune possibly there are curative virtues in old bones in sacred rags and holy hairs in images and bits of wood in rusty nails and dried blood but the trouble is we have no evidence possibly comets eclipses and shooting stars foretell the death of kings the destruction of nations or the coming of plague possibly devils take possession of the bodies and minds of men 
possibly witches with the devil's help control the winds breed storms on sea and land fill summer's lap with frosts and snow and work with charm and spell against the public wheel but of this we have no evidence it may be that all the miracles described in the old and new testament were performed that the pallid flesh of the dead felt once more the thrill of life that the corpse arose and felt upon his smiling lips the kiss of wife and child possibly water was turned into wine loaves and fishes increased and possibly devils were expelled from men and women possibly fishes were found with money in their mouths possibly clay and spittle brought back the light to sightless eyes and possibly words cured disease and made the leper clean but of this we have no evidence possibly iron floated rivers divided waters burst from dry bones birds carried food to prophets and angels flourished drawn swords but of this we have no evidence possibly jehovah employed lying spirits to deceive a king and all the wonders of the savage world may have happened but the trouble is there is no proof so there may be a devil almost infinite in cunning and power and he may have a countless number of imps whose only business is to sow the seeds of evil and to vex mislead capture and imprison in eternal flames the souls of men all this so far as we know is possible all we know is that we have no evidence except the assertions of ignorant priests possibly there is a place called hell where all the devils live a hell whose flames are waiting for all the men who think and have the courage to express their thoughts for all who fail to credit priests and sacred books for all who walk the path that reason lights for all the good and brave who lack credulity and faith but of this i am happy to say there is no proof and so there may be a place called heaven the home of god where angels float and fly and play on harps and hear with joy the groans and shrieks of the lost in hell but of this there is no evidence it all rests on dreams and visions of the insane there may be a power superior to nature a power that governs and directs all things but the existence of this power has not been established in the presence of the mysteries of life and thought of force and substance of growth and decay of birth and death of joy and pain of the sufferings of the good the triumphs of wrong the intelligent honest man is compelled to say i do not know but we do know how gods and devils heavens and hells have been made 
we know the history of inspired books the origin of religions we know how the seeds of superstition were planted and what made them grow we know that all superstitions all creeds all follies and mistakes all crimes and cruelties all virtues vices hopes and fears all discoveries and inventions have been naturally produced by the light of reason we divide the useful from the hurtful the false from the true we know the past the paths that man has travelled his mistakes his triumphs we know a few facts a few fragments and the imagination the artist of the mind with these facts these fragments rebuilds the past and on the canvas of the future deftly paints the things to be we believe in the natural in the unbroken and unbreakable succession of causes and effects we deny the existence of the supernatural we do not believe in any god who can be pleased with incense with kneeling with bell ringing psalm singing bead counting fasting or prayer in any god who can be flattered by words of faith or fear we believe in the natural we have no fear of devils ghosts or hells we believe that mahatmas astral bodies materializations of spirits crystal gazing seeing the future telepathy mind reading and christian science are only cunning frauds the genuineness of which is established by the testimony of incompetent honest witnesses we believe that cunning plates fraud with the gold of honesty and veneers vice with virtue we know that millions are seeking the impossible trying to secure the aid of the supernatural to solve the problem of life to guess the riddle of destiny and to pluck from the future its secret we know that all their efforts are in vain we believe in the natural we believe in home and fireside in wife and child and friend in the realities of this world we have faith in facts in knowledge in the development of the brain we throw away superstition and welcome science we banish phantoms the mistakes and lies and cling to the truth we do not enthrone the unknown and crown our ignorance we do not stand with our backs to the sun and mistake our shadow for god we do not create a master and thankfully wear his chains we do not enslave ourselves we want no leaders no followers our desire is that every human being shall be true to himself to his ideal unbribed by promises careless of threats we want no tyrant on the earth or in the air 
we know that superstition has given us delusions and illusions dreams and visions ceremonies and cruelties faith and fanaticism beggars and bigots persecutions and prayers theology and torture piety and poverty saints and slaves miracles and mummeries disease and death we know that science has given us all we have of value science is the only civilizer it has freed the slave clothed the naked fed the hungry lengthened life given us homes and hearths pictures and books ships and railways telegraphs and cables engines that tirelessly turn the countless wheels and it has destroyed the monsters the phantoms the winged horrors that filled the savage brain science is the real redeemer it will put honesty above hypocrisy mental veracity above all belief it will teach the religion of usefulness it will destroy bigotry in all its forms it will put thoughtful doubt above thoughtless faith it will give us philosophers thinkers and savants instead of priests theologians and saints it will abolish poverty and crime and greater grander nobler than all else it will make the whole world free end of superstition by robert g ingersoll recorded for librivox by joe dickerson december 2013